This is John. This is Sarah. And this is Allie. And welcome to the Millennial Gap. Sorry, the Millennial Gap. This you forgot the name of the podcast already. What happened? <laughs> you forgot the name of the podcast already. No, I, 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 was, I, was, I was tongue-tied. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so, I, I can't get the L sometimes. The, the Millennial Gap. So guys, this episode we're talking about high school stereotypes and kind of like the general stereotypes of what we, of what we had in high school for us. And kind of what they are nowadays, and kind of see where the difference is, or as as we say in the episode, or the podcast, the millennial gap. There we go, got in fourth. Trying try to like time. stick to this format and like. <laughs> I'm trying to make something of it. So I I sent over a list to you all recently about particular stereotypes. I think that fall within some of the guidelines, quote unquote, if you will, of what we've discussed in the past, which are the overachievers, the theater kids, the nerds, and forgot what the last one was oh the goth kids the goth kids i mean i feel like we can add in things like the jocks were any of us really part of that though no here's the question i'm wondering no what group were you all part of i could do it i was a theater geek (laughs) i was definitely a theater kid even though i only did like one show (laughs) throughout the year i was like full on i did every show i was also in chorus i was uh, yeah i did everything i mean i was the nerd, obviously, but like, because we didn't have like a huge theater program. But I was like the nerd slash the loner, because I mean, uh, if we're gonna go different diving deep, which we're diving deep anyways, my high school experience wasn't the best, like my my college experience. But there if was you've one... listened to any previous podcasts, <laughs> I did not have a good childhood at times. It happens, whatever. I've grown up, and I think I'm better now. Yeah, um, it adds some spice. I, I definitely add some zing to my personality, but. There was a time where I decided I used to bleach my hair a lot because I wanted to be blonde like the rest of my family. There was one time where they're like, this is like before, this is kind of the before time where they bleach your hair differently. They used to like put a cap on your head and bleach your hair by pulling out the strands of your hair. Oh no, that's still a thing. Oh no, that's the most painful thing humanly possible. And so what happened uh, that time that I did it was it hurt so much that they only did the center of my head. Oh no. So you know, I like was a called skunk? like a skunk, but I was oh, called no. Furby. I was called Furby in high school. Oh no! And then they found out my name was Franklin, so they kept singing every time I came into a room, homeroom, the day. Hey, it's Franklin. Do 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 do. Come into your. So the house. reason that we wanted to talk about stereotypes, other than for John to unfortunately to relieve my past relive traumas, his, his traumas is to like kind of talk about what the differences we had when we were kids were when we were in high school because it was high school versus versus each other, but also yeah. like what we're seeing in like media nowadays because we don't know what those stereotypes are really like in real life now. None of us are part of that generation. True. I th- maybe we're not hip. We're not Gen Zers. I do not part my hair down the middle. It looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. It does not work out. I started doing it to see what it would look like. It's not <laughs> terrible. It's not the worst. But I used to wear my hair Perfect. just parted down the middle when I was. I think I- the only time I part it down the middle is if I'm braiding it. That's yeah, sad. I used to do that when I was in high school, so it's it's not too much of a, a dramatic difference now. But one of the ones I think that was really interesting that we put on the list was specifically like the metamorphosis, if you will, from the goth kids turning into the emo kids, mm-hmm. which the emo kids have a very special place in my heart because I think I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, despite the fact I did not dress like an emo kid. I was hardcore an emo kid at heart. I feel like everyone... Her soul was... 
darkness. No, it's it's for not anyone even... who doesn't know what an emo kid was for us. I think it was like the the emotional version of a goth. Yeah, because I don't think goths were very like specific. Like I feel like the goths that I knew because I was in the part of the generation that like started goth and became emo. The ones that I knew didn't really show a lot of emotion. <laughs> so I feel like, the and main then difference... the emo kids were like all about emotion. So I think the main difference, like this, can be summarized in two different bands: goth kids. Were system of down. Yeah. Emo kids were my chemical romance. Hey. Yeah, definitely. They also do the peace sign in photos and go like this. What's funny about both of those things is I have no idea who either of those bands are. I am upset. I used to have, I think I have, I still have on my iTunes account a couple system of down albums and then a couple my chemical romance albums. But you you were definitely like an emo kid. So the thing is, I was never emo as a def, like as the term, like I never. Like as Ali said, I didn't dress emo. I like the only thing I had to emo couldn't was my, anyway. You were you were in uniform. Yeah, I was in the prep school. So like the emo John on Fridays wore his UFO pants and his Jinko jeans. So I found I re- I remembered this when we started talking about emo kids. There was a song my camp friends and I used to be obsessed with called. Okay. It's literally called Emo Kid, and it starts off with someone writing in their diary, "Dear Diary." Mood apathetic. My life is styling downward. I couldn't get enough money to go to the blood red romance and suffocate me dry concert. And then the chorus, which I will only sing a little bit of because it gets problematic, which is, I'm an emo kid, not conforming as can be. You'd be not conforming too if you look just like me. I have paint on my nails and makeup on my face. I'm almost emo enough to start shaving my legs. And then it gets problematic. So I will stop there. But, so, so the question about that song, do they sing it? I'm an emo kid. No, well, I yeah. Pan on my nails. I got pen on my nails and makeup on my face. I'm almost emo enough to start shaving my legs. But if they wow. sing it the, that way the entire time, it would be a comedy track and not something. It oh no, it's a hundred percent a comedy track. Okay. But effective. Oh. But effective. Yeah, Sarah cannot relate. This is like Sarah, Sarah Sarah looks so <laughs> tired. It's like when we watched the that movie and you guys wouldn't stop talking about Avatar the whole time. It yeah. was. Avatar. I have never seen this show. Because on top of us being emo kids who are also nerds and theater kids, there's now a term called the anime kid, which is someone who just loves anime. Which (laughs) didn't know that was a defining trait. Yeah. I thought it was kind of being a nerd. Oh, I'm sure that hey. they have, like, other things that they do. It's like K-pop kids who will dress up like the K-pop Oh, no, no. And K-pop like and anime people are completely different. I know, but, but I'm it's... saying, like, they have a, a way of dressing, a way of acting. It's an equally fanatical fandom. But Very so true. the anime kid specifically makes me laugh nowadays very hard just because previously it was almost like a kind of a thing you kept to yourself. Like, yeah. you didn't really talk about your anime obsession unless you found someone yeah. in and then it was like exactly so uh (laughs) there's this there's this vine which now i'm showing my millennial gap but it makes me laugh very hard it's this weird little kid holding a stick and he looks like he's ready to fight someone he goes don't fuck with me i have the power of god and anime on my side (laughs) Ah! and it's my that's amazing both religion and anime combined equal <laughs> anime god. But the anime kids were a hundred percent a thing. Like it was those kids who used to watch it religiously, and then also maybe this is just me would go and draw some of the characters afterwards mm-hmm. because anime is a legit art form, you guys. You guys, actually, I mean nowadays it totally is. Back in the nineties, DBZ was like a huge thing, and I was my 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 friend group was literally a combo of theater kids, nerds, geeks, and anime kids kind of combined into one. Just one one guy, just one. <laughs> sorry, no, I'm sorry. It was five people. 
and one of them was a girl. Oh, wow. <laughs> for a socially awkward heavy, John, that was a big fucking deal, but... I have to ask, were you like every single 90s stereotypical show where all of the boys had a crush on the one girl? No, 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 no. I, no. She, she, she was already dating someone, or, or she was gay, I forget exactly what it was. Um, but like, Could be both? She was kind of off limits, and that was fine. But I remember I remember two things. I remember in the, this kind of talking about the anime kid, but we, we I had a, I did like a theater class, and we had to present a play, and the only character, like the only figurine I could use besides like Woody and Buzz from Toy Story was Super Saiyan level 3 Goku in full gold. Love it. Which I just got. And I was like, oh, look at this nerd. I'm like, hey. I think this is fucking cool. He could be Caesar for the time being. I don't give a shit. So the thing about, I think, the stereotypes from our time frame to now is that showing your fandom now is, like, everything. Oh, Whereas yeah. Whereas when we were kids, it was like, oh, it's the weird theater girl. Oh, it's the it's the weird kid who likes cartoons. Where And, and, your, and the jocks were, like, the number one. So... Oh, yeah. Except in my school where... The jocks were in the shows. We're in the theater shows. No, same here. Like, one of my very good friends in high school, he was, like, I think a defensive lineman on the football team. And Holy he crap. also played the plant in Little Shop of Horrors. And he was amazing. Yeah. The top wrestler in our school was the main guy. He played Tony in West Side Story. He played, like, all of the big parts. He played Z- Danny in Grease. He was the main guy in the theater department, but also the main guy on the, like, big wrestling team. But maybe that's kind of the whole, I guess, narrative of the high school stereotype as a whole, which is that media portrayed it as being so one-dimensional. Like, you only had this one particular interest Whereas in reality, that doesn't really seem to be the case. It's that people are multifaceted beings who have complex, multiple interests. And to just classify them as you're the nerd or you're the jock or you're the cheerleader, it, it's which also cheerleading is a legit sport. Like that shit is insane. Agreed. But the thing is, is that I'm wondering, like, have we seen like media recently that is about the now? And does it actually show that those stereotypes don't really fit anymore or is it still kind of going with those tropes of the nerd or the jock or the I feel like it's more particular archetypes and you all can let me know like maybe I'm I'm more so referring to when my sister was little and she was watching Disney Channel was like you still had the mean girl and you still had the cute boy and then the main character and the sidekick I don't know if they necessarily still fall into those buckets I'm thinking about the Disney Junior things that we put on for our kid and Vampirina yeah Vampirina was the one that actually came to mind I don't think that they have those stereotypes in it I'll use confused Vampirina is literally a vampire girl that goes into she goes from Transylvania it's in the it's in the song okay she's a ghoulish girl (laughs) going into a human world and they move into a house and they go to school and then she got in one little fight and her mom got scared and then they said you're moving with your auntie and uncle to Bel Air is that what happens in Vampirina kind of is except Will Smith's house travels with him from where he's from to his new place in Bel Air. But like, I'm, I mean, we've watched a couple episodes of that, so I was like, okay, was, there's not really, cute. there's not really a stereotype specific in that. But it's also for kids. I, I mean, I, I'm not I watching kind of think... like I don't even know what there is out there for teenagers now. Oh, actually, no, I do watch the Riverdale. Riverdale. I do watch Riverdale. Riverdale. I watch Teen Wolf. Yes, but like the problem with those shows is that they center on 
one set of people and they're not really going, hmm, the stereotypes of the jock. And Emily, like, oh. in Teen Wolf, they are jocks, but that's just the characters you're following. Aren't they all jocks? They're no, old? no. Really? There's jocks, there's the really smart girl, there's the new girl. Okay. There's not really a ton of, like, stereotyping in it because they're not like, oh, let's go see a theater show. That's not really happening in Teen Wolf. Yeah. Well, but in, like, Wolf Riverdale, in Riverdale, it's like the jock, the loner guy, theater kid. But they're all kind of, like, mixed together. They end up being all friends, and they do huh. shows together, and they all, like... It's very hard to... I feel like what that's what they're doing. They're being like, yeah, those stereotypes still exist because there are those people who do only sports or only mm-hmm. this. But they also are friends with people who are in other groups, whereas yeah. it was a little bit more insulated in our time. I, I mean, it seems like that, I mean, based on Riverdale and, I guess, Nancy Drew, that they're trying to break down, like, the barriers of, I mean, the, the popular versus not popular, but at the same time, like, I mean, Bert, Al, Allie and Sarah's high school, from what I've heard, it sound like, kind of, the jocks went to the theater because they wanted to impress the girl or whatever. No. <laughs> not at all. Okay. The jocks went to the theater because they, like, a lot of them actually just wanted to fucking sing. That was the fun part about it. That's I mean, really great. sweet. Or the girl jocks, the, the cheerleaders were part of the theater team things because they could dance. Correct. And they yeah. love to dance, and it was yeah. fun for them. I think it's that idea of like, I mean, for me, my as I said before, and I'm not gonna hang up like enough, <laughs> like ba- like bashing this over with a hammer constantly. Anyway. But like, it, it was because my school was so small. Like, I had a, I had a graduating class of sixty people, versus probably Allie and Sarah, which was probably over two hundred. Yeah, we had four hundred. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, I think we had about that too. The, the the thing, I mean, public versus private, and this is going to be a small conversation. And then we're to go back to the stereotypes. Is it's kind of everyone gets singled out in their own unfortunate way, which is where in public high school and public middle school and preschool and whatever, you're allowed to be who you want to be, and eventually among the mass of people in your class or under your grade or above your grade, you're going to at least find someone that at least has some kind of interest that you have as well. You would help, right? I made all of my best friends through theater, through chorus, through clubs that I joined. Like, that's how I made friends in school. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's how I met actually one of my best friends. We have one of our beautiful best friend stories. Uh, So Hallie and I I met originally freshman year of high school and she didn't end up doing the first musical with us but then the second musical we did was how to succeed in business without really trying and it's such a good show it's so good but the problem was like we had no dudes in theater in our school so they were just trying to recruit guys and there were a ton of women in the theater program and all of us were secretaries I'm getting to a point here I promise so Hallie was wearing this strand of pearls that broke right before we were supposed to go on. And oh, she didn't no. She didn't know what to do. So I was like, give it to me. And I grabbed it and I shoved it in my bra. And then the curtains opened and we started performing. And so she loves to tell it. Like, that's our story of how we first cemented our friendship. And that's pretty great. Literally, yeah. I met my oldest friend by doing the musical. In, huh. in middle school. I met Mel that way. She's a year older than me and she's been my best friend since we were 11 and 12 years old I, respectively. I will like, say if we're going to the, the stereotypes but the stereotype of the theater kid just being entirely too much, 100% true. Regardless. 100%. But this is specific to the theater kids that like were the theater kids, not mm-hmm. the kids that were like, oh, I'm going to do the shows because I like dancing. Correct. <laughs> I might have been that theater kid. <laughs> 
for talking. I was the opposite. I was the, the fucking intense one. <laughs> I was like, I get to be the dance captain and I dance around and this is fun and I'm enjoying myself. I don't want a main part. I To, to help you understand how into theater I was, my junior year onward, I assistant directed every show. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, and then I went to school for theater and then I went to grad school for directing. So, like, I was into it. But I was also into it to the point that I was like, I'm the boss. <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you what to do. I can't dance to save my life. I can sing pretty well. I can act. So I'm going to tell you how to act. Yeah, it was, yeah, theater. I, I was, um, I think because I did theater crew plus theater, that's why, like, I wasn't super, super into it. Like, um, have you all ever seen the show Pen 15? No. <gasps> we. If you have Hulu, we should we should talk about this at a later date. But so one of the characters, she's a theater kid and she has a beautiful singing voice, but she doesn't get cast in a play and she ends up in theater tech. And I was I saw so much of myself being that little munchkin wearing black with a huge ring of keys and feeling so cool walking around the school with all this access. But that's totally me. I didn't get cast in anything because I couldn't dance. And so I ended up doing the stage managing and doing these things and then ending up being like, all right, I want to. I want to tell everyone what to do. But yeah, maybe just like the millennial got bit is that the media that we were portrayed and granted, obviously we're speaking to a particular microcosm, but the media that we were portrayed suggested that you need to fall into these particular buckets just so we can What is the breakfast club quote? The The cheerleader, the the jock, the spaz, the nerd, and the psychopath? the loner or the something like that yeah something like that that's the stereotypes that we lived with when we were kids i don't think that they're used anymore i think that they exist but they aren't this is all the only thing you can be there is one stereotype which i've been seeing more so on tiktok than anywhere else which is the bimbo stereotype and i love it so granted from our perspective bimbo is used in like a negative sort of term like oh someone who's an airhead but now it's been co-opted in a way that's fantastic which is the bimbo is someone who you know perhaps is not that smart but they're still pro sex work pro body modifications like live your life the way that you want unless you're a hardcore capitalist but it's it's cannibal yeah yeah essentially to the norms of society. But so <laughs> the whole idea there is kind of just be yourself and we're going to wear a shit ton of pink and possibly get boob jobs and like that's fucking cool. So I guess it's more the acceptance nowadays. Uh-huh. John, what are your thoughts on the matter? I mean, I, I think I'm once again, I don't know because I don't know how high school or is, it, is there anything more, but I kind of have this chip on my shoulder that I, it feels like that I would love to believe that everything's happy and happy, great and everyone's, everyone's allowed to be who they are and no one get bullied for it. But I feel like no matter what, there's bullying there's still an issue with bullying in schools virtually and physically i agree i think we were kind of written into these stereotypes like talking about weird fucking stories from my high school my high school on on top of being a part of elf the movie with will ferrell and ice t's rap school where they took sixth grade sixth graders from a very white school into harlem to learn how to rap oh no they essentially had my senior class try to be a part of an mtv drama reality show. Was it NYC Prep? What's up? Was it NYC Prep? It's possible. I mean, the show was never, like, done or something happened, but I remember, like, I remember reading for the role of the nerd, because that was where I was typecasted at, and and both Sarah and Allie have said this, but kind of the media that we, like, absorbed when we were younger told us, hey, there's, like, five or six roles you can be a part of. You don't fit in one of those, you're shit out of luck, or you're the loner, or you're, as, like, I looked up this thing from the top tens.com, you're 
the average, which means you're not this, you're not that, you're just kind of floating by. I like to think that the world is trying to go for more of an inclusive way of life, but, you know, we shall see. Except for the the stereotype, which I'm going to say which needs to fucking die, is a kid that flips his eyelids inside out. That kid's in jail. That kid is 100% in jail. Wait, wait, isn't that kid also the stoner? Uh, uh not, not mutually exclusive. Wait, oh, God. isn't he also the one who wears the, like, four polos? Oh, no, no, no. no that, that's... That, that's more like the prep guy slash the shock. I hated that guy. I hated that guy so much. Yeah. So, so what confused me about that stereotype or that style, how the fuck were you not sweating after two polos? <laughs> Who the hell knows? Yeah. Oh, no. But, but I, I think at the end of this, I, I really hope that our, our son and eventual second kid, when they go to high school, they go to middle school, these stereotypes are either null and void and everyone can be where the fuck they want to be and be happy with that. That'd be great. Or they're more evolved and that kind of one stereotype kind of encompasses another and encompasses another and encompasses another to the point that like there is that unity. Everyone is the average. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean uh, not I in like a the bad way. average is not good either. <laughs> no, no. But like, every, like, if you're, like, for example, like me liking my hair hair academia or me liking board games like i'm still or video games i'm still the nerd but me being the nerd in high school when i was in high school versus me being the nerd now being a nerd now is awesome because nerds make video games nerd make board games nerd make technology comic book and, and comic books nerds, films and yeah i, I mean make I would, all the money let's hope it's different in the future so guys thank you so much for listening to this episode if you'd like to rate us five stars on many of all the podcasting apps, uh, Apple Podcast or Stitcher. Please email us if you want to talk about the stereotypes you experience or if you're a high school that's listening to this episode of this podcast, which would be weird. Email us at themillennialgappod at gmail.com. You guys can follow us at themillennialgap on Instagram. And guys, thank you so much for listening and Mind the Gap! Oh, Holy shit, did we do it? Yeah.